It is MLB Strategy Show right here at awesomeo.com. Of course, I am Jason. That is Adam. Adam, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, excited for a new day of basketball and baseball to hopefully go better than yesterday's did. <laughs> yeah, it uh, yesterday did not treat me well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I did not do well on uh, either slate, man. It's uh, you know, it's definitely uh, yeah. Did did better on NBA than did baseball. NBA was over for me uh, real quick, right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we, we've all we've all been there, of course, on the MLB side. Maybe if uh, you didn't have uh, Sixto Sanchez going for the Marlins, he he is now showing that uh, he's he's off to a good start here. I know me and Alex on, on live before lock yesterday, we were kind of talking about the fact of you know the, the pricing difference that there was between those two between the slates for him and man, he went out there and, and had a great performance. Uh, yeah, I, I went uh, went a little heavy on a Met stack yesterday. I had the wrong side of the game in that one. It was the Orioles stack that you wanted, but uh, you know, yeah, we're we're here to talk about today's MLB slate. We got a nine game main slate tonight, starting at seven oh five. Of course, do want to let you know we are sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. They do now have CSV edit and upload feeds. We'll tell you a little bit more as we go on with today's show. But uh, right right from the start. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we'll start, we'll get into the Cubs and Reds because that's obviously the, the best pitching matchup of the day. But uh, let's start off with the White Sox and the Pirates. Um, in terms of Dane Dooning is going to be going for the White Sox in this one. JT going for the Pirates. Yeah, uh, Dane Dooning pretty solid for the White Sox so far. And it's another good matchup here against the Pirates, who obviously have been a pretty terrible offense um, for, you know, for most of the season. They've given up a ton of, of good games to, you know, opposing fantasy pitchers. Um, you know, so I think Donning is uh, going to look like a, a pretty good option for that reason. Sitting at 6,500 on DraftKings, I, I would expect him to be one of the better values in this league. Yeah, you know, just looking at, uh, you know, what we have ownership-wise on him, obviously very early on in the slate, uh, definitely going to be some value there, If especially because obviously everyone's going to be looking at you, Darvish. They're going to be looking at, at Trevor Bauer. So if you're looking for a little value, maybe Dane Dooney. I know his last start, uh, he was someone that uh, we both had talked about, you know, last week on the Early Bird podcast just because of, of his value there. Um, yeah, the Pirates lineup. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't – you know, if you're looking for contrarian stack, you always look at the Pirates because, you know, I don't think anyone's really going to be looking at their offense. Yeah, that is probably true. And I mean, you, you'll get some leverage, too, because Dunning's right now projected for 15% ownership. I expect that to probably come up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not an offense that I'm really interested in. Uh, 3.9 implied run total. Nine games late. Like, you have so many spots to go to. Unless Dunning were to start getting, like, 50-plus percent ownership, I don't think that there's really going to be anything that starts pushing me towards the Pirates. I don't see him getting that high, do you? No. I mean, I, I, mean, I can see him, you know, getting up I, I, there, but I can't see him going anywhere near that. No, I think it probably gets, like, the 20 to 30 percent range. I like that number, you know, especially when I'm looking at, especially on DraftKings as an SP2 spot at that salary. Yeah, I'm interested in that one, especially going up against this Pirates team. Yeah, I mean, the only real issue that you're running into is how deep into the game does he go? You've gotten four and a third, five and four and two thirds innings, but the pitch count hasn't been bad. He threw 88 pitches his last time out. So it's mostly an efficiency thing. Um, But, you know, yeah, seven, seven, four strikeouts. you expect the strikeout percentage to drop a bit from where it currently is just based on the minor league numbers. But, you know, there, there's nothing really at this price point that scares me away from him. 
you know, when we talk about the White Sox and their hitters, obviously you got to pay for them up on DraftKings. You know, Anderson, 5,800. Abreu, 5,500. Grandal, 5,400. Jimenez, 5,200. Moncado, 5,100. Roberts, 5,000. Um, you know, I know uh, Terry in his article today that he has about his home runs, who he likes the best, uh, Abreu was one of his top choices. Yeah, it's a team that you can kind of just always go to because they have so much power. Um it's always going to be a high upside stack. And with the way pricing has been on DraftKings recently, it keeps the ownership in check on the White Sox because there's so many teams that are kind of mispriced that their hitters are, are really, really cheap and, and relatively good that you don't like people don't have to pay for the White Sox to get good bats. And so in a lot of spots where the White Sox are one of the highest probability offenses, their ownership isn't quite as high as you would expect because people are choosing to just get better pitchers and go to a little bit lower probability, but still pretty good stacks. So it makes them somewhat contrarian in tournaments normally, especially in terms of a full stack, because, you know, it's, it's one thing to build it, build a lineup and then fit in, you know, Tim Anderson or Jose Abreu or whoever, but it's another thing to fit five of them into a lineup at their, at their price points, because you do have to make sacrifices to do that. So the stack once again today probably goes relatively under owned uh, compared to their chance of being the top scoring team. So I do like the White Sox once again, that that's something that is going to be the case most times that they play. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think the pricing is expensive and that should keep their ownership down. And we should mention that today's free premium content over at Osmo.com is our MLB top stacks tool. And as you mentioned, when you look at, uh, you know, ownership, uh, you know, we're talking right now 5% ownership stack in terms of the White Sox. So, but yeah, like you, you, you bring up a great point of like, if you're going to go with a White Sox stack, you know, you're going to have to make some, you're going to take some risk for some low salaries somewhere else in your lineup because of just how much you're going to pay up for these guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think the ownership will stay check like you're, you're gonna have to go to cheaper pitching obviously with there being 18 pitchers going that's that's doable you know we already talked about dunning being inexpensive and being a, a solid option you know you just find another guy down there uh whether it's Tyler anderson against the the mariners who's getting some ownership or you know you go down to pablo lopez or, or something like that um I, I don't think it'll be too difficult to do on the slate and i think that it'll give you a, a contrarian lineup that has a really high ceiling yeah, I would tell you, when I was thinking about two low-price options, Pablo Lopez was kind of the one I was looking at of, of teaming up with Dooning because, like, you know, Dooning at 6,500 on DK, I don't like anything below that. Yeah, it's, it's the same for me. Like, just now I was kind of just glancing at it to see what other options were, were down there. And, yeah, I don't want to go below that, I don't think. Uh, you have Tyler Anderson at basically the same price point. Um, Nick Margevich's maybe is it's is okay uh but yeah i think lopez is, is kind of the guy you have lopez and tehran tehran facing texas you can do what you want there but lopez has actually been sh shown some upside you know it's not a great matchup against the braves but we've talked about it before the braves do have strikeouts in this lineup with um acuna with azuna with uh, austin riley and duval in there so there is some upside for for lopez the price tag isn't you know too expensive so i i do think that he's a pretty solid mid-range option, especially in tournaments where you're, you're mostly focused on the upside that he gives you. Yeah. I mean, as, as I look at everything below uh, Dane on DK, I look at all those teams and I go, yeah, I'm looking to go the other side and stacking those rosters. I mean, like, yeah. like, I mean, I just, I look at it like Cody going for Texas. Yeah. No, no part of that. You know, you, you know, Clark, no part of that Lopez, no part of that Garcia, 
we'll talk about him shortly. I mean, he's another guy I'm looking to go up against. I mean, it's just, you know, in terms of, of value pitching, it's duning it up. Yeah, and as far as Lopez goes, too, you'll want to keep an eye on what lineup Atlanta goes with because he does, Lopez does have much better strikeout numbers against right-handed hitters than left-handed hitters. If you go back to the start of last year, a 24.7% strikeout percentage against righties compared to only 18% against lefties. This year, it's 33.8% against righties, 16.8% against lefties. Obviously, you expect uh, the right-handed numbers to come down a bit, but the projected lineup for Atlanta has six righties in it. If that's the case, it makes Lopez look a lot better than if they run a lineup that you know has four or five righties for, for whatever reason. Of course, I do want to mention that this is the MLB Strategy Show. We are sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. They are the most trusted name in fantasy sports. They now include CSV Upload and CSV Edit features for those looking to play multiple lines. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Uh, The next game is we've got the Orioles and the Mets. Uh, Rick Porcello going for the Mets. He's $30 on Yahoo. And Jorge Lopez going for the Orioles. He is $25 on Yahoo. Yeah, not much interest in the pitching here for me. Um, Lopez making the start for Baltimore. Went five innings last time out through 88 pitches, so is more or less stretched out here, but also a, a pretty dangerous Mets lineup. And if I'm going to that price point, I would rather just get the, the dummy at 6500 I think, than Lopez at 5900 As far as Porcello goes, just not a, a very attractive price point on him. Not a great strikeout pitcher. Never really has been. Uh, lets you put the ball in play. Basically just hopes that you hit it at people. Uh, so far this season, he struck out 22% of lefties, 17.7% of righties. And this Baltimore team isn't as bad offensively as people seem to think it is. Um, and once again, yesterday, we, we saw a big performance from them. They are missing Anthony Santander for the rest of the season, which is disappointing. But uh, they, they have Ryan Mountcastle, who is their top hitting prospect. And, and, and so far has lived up to the hype and more. Um, you know, Alberto's a low strikeout guy. Lacey's is a low strikeout guy. The middle of the order with Nias Severino and Mountcastle can actually hit. DJ Stewart seems to be breaking out of his slump at the plate. Um, it's, you know, it's not the best lineup, but it's not a, a terrible lineup. It's not bad enough that I'm really going to be that interested in Porcello at 7,900. Looking at the uh, the hitting in this side, uh, you mentioned about the Orioles bats. Let's look over at the Mets bats. Uh, yesterday, uh, Robinson Cano was given the day off. He's in, uh, I believe, it's an 0 for 17 slump currently. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned, I had I had a, a, a nice Mets sack yesterday that just did not pay out for me. Uh, McNeil did get a homer late that that helped out, but the rest of my Mets stack did do well. Uh, what's your thoughts about the Mets uh, bats in this one? Yeah, I like going back to them. Um, Jorge Lopez. So far this season has been okay. Um, he struck out 21% of lefties, but the thing that stands out is that he's allowed a 152 ISO to left-handed hitters. His expected ISO is 270, so he's he, he should be doing or based in his previous uh, um, appearances, he should have done worse with the power numbers than he has. If you go back to last year, he's allowed a 244 ISO to lefties, 277 expected ISO, less power to righties, but still a 174 ISO. So this is someone that has a history of giving up some power. And now he has to face Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto, Dominic Smith, Robinson Cano, Jeff McNeil, you know, all from the left side, all guys with power. And that's not to mention JD Davis and Pete Alonzo, who, who also have power from the right side. So does Wilson Ramos. So this is a lineup that has a lot of power facing a pitcher in Lopez who has struggled with it in his career. And most of this lineup has the platoon advantage as well, which is obviously really nice. So, you know, 5.6 implied run total for the Mets, I think is as expected. Their salaries are also really affordable. This is a team that I would expect to get a lot of ownership. 
they're they're an example of the the type of team I was talking about when we talked about the White Sox, where if you're running an optimizer, you're just going to get Mets stacks over White Sox stacks because you can roster at least one of the the really good pitchers on the slate, five man stack the Mets, and then still have some money to spend. Whereas with the White Sox, you can't do that. So it's why the White Sox uh, team, you know, aggregate ownership will be lower and the Mets will be higher. So that's something to keep in mind. You want to be contrarian somewhere in your lineup if you're going to this team, because I do expect them to be one of the more popular stacks on the slate, but I think it's for good reason. Yeah, I mean, the Mets, uh, their their stack ownership is pretty much very similar to, to the White Sox. Of course, that is our free premium content today over at awesomeo.com. As you look at this, uh, let's first on the Orioles side of it. Do you have a favorite bat in that game? I still like Mountcastle. Um, I think 3,600 is just too cheap for what he brings. The guy has you know, legitimate power. Porcello's not a strikeout pitcher, and Porcello does actually struggle with right-handed power as well. Uh, 202 ISO allowed since last year. So Mountcastle stands out. Also, DJ Stewart at 2K. Really, you just shouldn't have 2K hitters that are in the lineup, especially probably batting sixth. DJ Stewart has enough power. You know, It's not like he's a singles hitter that doesn't have any speed or something like that. Like, he has some power. He's obviously a flawed hitter, but he shouldn't be the minimum seller. I don't know if you saw. I know your favorite guy, Chris Davis, is back. I had not seen that. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> got activated yesterday. Well, that <laughs> drives up the lineup, though. <laughs> that, that, that's three more strikeouts for Porcello. <laughs> so basically you're saying if you see Chris Davis in that lineup, Rick Porcello might get a, a share or two? Yeah, uh, still still probably not going to so. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh yeah, that was interesting. I saw it yesterday activate him and they said uh yeah, no, he's not in the lineup. So uh we'll see what happens there. Uh do want to let you know about a flash sale that we do have going on over uh, at awesomeo.com today as uh, it's a last chance flash sale going on. Just head over to awesomeo.com join page and use the promo code Odell at checkout to redeem a $3 weekly NFL pass. And you can just click the link that Jordan is dropping in chat right now to take directly to that page. That's over 80% off the original price. You don't want to miss this chance to get to Osmo's leading player projections, ownership projections, and a lineup builder for NFL DFS week number one. Sign up today, man. NFL starts tomorrow. It's it's crazy. It's already here, Adam. Like I, you know, it's uh, you know for me, it's all I'm all about preparations for Sunday for what I gotta do broadcast wise. But yeah, man, it just I guess it's because of NBA still going on. I feel like it's not NFL season. Yeah, that, that's what's throwing me off too. You know, I mentioned before that I was late getting into doing best ball drafts for for football. Like I had planned on starting them a lot further ahead of time than I did. And then I was kind of just like, oh, football's in three weeks. I should probably get going. Um, yeah, it's it still feels weird that it starts tomorrow. And once again, for that flash sale, the promo code is Odell at checkout to redeem a $3 weekly NFL pass to help you out get ready for this week's NFL action. Coming up next, we've got uh, a game we kind of briefly mentioned is the Marlins and the Braves. Pablo Lopez going for the Marlins and Tommy Malone going for the Braves. Yeah, Tommy Malone making, I think, his second start with the Braves since being traded from the Orioles. Certainly not looking to pay 9200 for him against anybody. It uh, doesn't really matter to me that it's the Marlins. But, you know, um, yeah, just not looking to pay that salary on Malone. Lopez, obviously, we, we touched on a little bit before, but much more interested in him. Yeah, I right, right when I saw that price this morning on Tommy Malone, I'm like, uh, yeah, no way, no way. Yeah, the, it's just, I mean, there's, there's paying up to be contrarian, and then there's just doing random stuff and he falls into the second one 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, 9200 on DK, uh, 7100 on FanDuel, $29 on Yahoo, 1.19 times multiplier. Uh, in terms of Pablo Lopez on the other side, 7600 on DK, 8000 FanDuel, $38 on Yahoo, and a 1.9 times multiplier super draft. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned him, you know, before. I do think he looks like one of the better mid-range options. The Braves obviously are a dangerous team. You have a 4.8 implied run total here as well. Um, it, it's not that it's a safe spot, but uh, Lopez only getting about 2% ownership on draft teams right now. That's lower than it should be, I think, especially when you look at the options around him. And as I mentioned before, if you're going to get six, you know, six righties in this lineup, it sets up well for Lopez, who has had above average strikeout stuff against right-handed hitters in you know in in the past and certainly this season where he's at 33 percent uh Acuna will strike out Swanson's a strikeout guy Ozuna will strike out Riley strikes out Duvall strikes out you know it's the left-handed hitters that can be a problem here you know Freeman obviously really good Marquez doesn't strike out Travis Darno is a low-k guy from the right side but overall I think this is really a boomer bust spot for Lopez and and that's what you're looking for in in your mid-range arms and tournaments so um I I think Lopez you know if his ownership holds at two percent he's the kind of guy where you know, we, I mentioned that I thought the ownership on the Mets stack would come up as the day went on. If that's the case or whoever is the, the popular stack that you want to play, if Lopez is at 2% owned, he's the kind of guy that can give you that tournament winning score at low ownership and make your, your team contrarian despite having popular hitters. I feel like just in tournaments today, we're just going to see so much Bauer and, and Darvish that it's, you know, you got you got to look in other places if, you know, you're looking to find that lineup that's going to get you first place where you're not going to share it with. 50 other people. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, in terms of uh, the Marlins uh, bats in this one, just looking at the, the DraftKings salaries uh, for the Marlins here, uh, you know, Marte is a top at 5,400. Um, then you got Rojas at 3,900. Um, you know, obviously I think they would be a low-owned stack if someone wanted to go that way. Yeah, they, they should be. Um, I, I don't know how much I'd get to on a – a nine-game slate, like it's still the Marlins. They're they're not that good of an offense, but they do have some right-handed power here. You know, you mentioned Marte. You have Garrett Cooper. You potentially have John Birdie, who's questionable for this game. Um, Jesus Aguilar has power. So does Brian Anderson. So it's not the worst lineup, especially you know one through five. Tommy Malone, uh, you know, did did show some promise with the Orioles this year. Did make some improvements, but still not a pitcher that I'm, I'm really scared of against righties since the start of last year. A 2.27 ISO. 243 so far this year so certainly gives up power positive park shift for Miami as well getting out of um, Miami so you know yeah I'm with you like right now we have Miami getting more ownership than they should I think we have them kind of in the middle of the pack in top stack percentage but as the fourth highest owned aggregate stack and I think that's because of, of their pricing but you know, if that number does come down, like I said, I think the Mets ownership goes up. If, for example, the Mets go up, the Marlins come down. And before lock, you have, you know, a 5% chance of Miami being the top stack and 4% ownership, then, then sure. Yeah, Mike in chat says a Miami stack today is looking juicy. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is just, you know, if 10% of the field like we have projected right now has the same idea, you're just rostering a bunch of mediocre hitters at high ownership for no real reason. Uh, moving on, we got the Angels and the Rangers. Julio Tehran going for the Angels. Kyle Cody going for the Rangers. Uh, to me, uh, give me Angel bats today. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, we talked about Kyle Cody on a podcast before, and, and to me, doesn't I don't think look terrible, but doesn't look like anything I'm concerned about either. Five implied run total for the Angels. Obviously, a, a kind of hit or miss lineup as far as who's in it like Trout, Rendon, and Otani 
obviously all have a lot of power. Justin Upton is just playing out his contract at this point, and it shows um, Pujols is so it, it, it the lineup gets kind of ugly from a, a five-man stack perspective like joe adele is a young prospect but but right now he's striking out like i don't know 80 percent of the time or something like it's it's tough outside of trout rendon and, and kind of otani who's also had some struggles to to get five guys that you like but you know at the same time the trout and rendon part is so appealing that you kind of deal with it yeah we you know you just kind of um on the, on the ranger side and i know terry is all all over joey gallo today to me like if, if i'm looking for a one-off hitter joey gallo might be is probably my guy i would go to pretty much always the case for me um Julio Teron, not a particularly good pitcher he's had some struggles this year uh, his last time out he went five innings you know, struck out two, walk three, kind of more of the same for him. Hasn't actually hasn't had a double digit DraftKings start yet this year. Not that that really, that, not that that's indicative of anything, but just kind of speaks to how he's pitched so far. Hasn't gone more than five innings in a start either. Um, against lefties this year, he's only struck out 11.5% while allowing a 371 expected ISO. Guys that don't get strikeouts and give up power is pretty much the dream for Joey Gallo. So, 3,800 for him, I think, is one of the most mispriced guys on the slate when you when you think about offside. Uh, Shinsu Chu at 2,600 if he's in the lineup. I think Texas actually – so I was going to say I think Texas looks like a pretty appealing stack. The problem is that right now we have them as the highest owned stack on the slate because the value is so good against a mediocre pitcher in Tehran. They're another team where, you know, Gallo obviously is a good hitter, Chu's a good hitter, but as far as the stack goes, you're getting a bunch of mediocre hitters – at really high ownership. So that's something that I typically try and stay away from. But I would be looking to use Gallo and Chu as as one offs in you know more contrarian lineups. Yeah. I, I'm uh I'll be looking at those those angels of course. So be sure to hit that like button here on, on YouTube. Subscribe notify here to the channel. Really do appreciate all the likes that we do get here. Help us get those likes up here before we get out of here right before 11 o'clock. Uh, Chadwick was uh, mentioning about the Rangers lefties in this game. Yeah. Um, sorry, I missed what I missed your leading. Uh, Chadwick was uh, mentioning about uh, just in chat. He had mentioned about how he likes the, the lefties here for the Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really good spot for them. It's just the ownership because the, the pricing is so cheap. Um, you know, like, like I said, right now we have Texas as the highest owned stack on the slate. So um, you're, you're going to be getting a lot of them when you run an optimizer just because you can go to to good hitters and Chu and Gallo, fill it out with the rest of the stack, and then get to Darvish and whoever else you want. So um, you're going to get a lot of ownership here. You just want to be aware of kind of how owned the rest of your lineup is. Make sure you're differentiating somewhere if you're playing Texas bats. Uh, next up, we got the Rockies and the Padres. I, I know just kind of as I glance over a chat, we've got a lot of questions about the Padres. Uh, Zach Davies is going to be going for them. Uh, Antonio Cincinnati going for the Rockies. And, uh, you know, one of the first questions we got about the Padres, like, are they the best team in baseball? They, I, I don't, I actually have no idea what their record even is. Like, I just don't pay attention. But um, they've obviously been really, really good. And from a DFS standpoint, they're, one of it seems like them and the White Sox are like the two teams that I'm just always getting to. Yeah, uh, you know Zach Davies in the spot, eighty seven hundred on DK, nine thousand on Fanduel, forty nine dollars on Yahoo. On the other side of it for Antonio, he is seventy two hundred on DK, seventy four hundred on Fanduel, and twenty eight dollars on Yahoo. Yeah, Sensatella is kind of always an interesting. 
pitcher because he doesn't get enough strikeouts to really be relevant from a DFS standpoint, but he does a pretty good job of keeping the ball on the ground, not giving up a lot of power. And so he can be frustrating to stack against. That's not saying not to, to stack against him because obviously, especially in this day and age where hitters have so much power, the ball carries better than it ever has. And, you know, all of that, putting the ball in play, you know, carries value. And so you, there is still a lot of appeal in going to the Padres, especially, you know, you look at this lineup, it's really not that expensive. Um, Tatis and Machado are really expensive, but outside of that, there's not another hitter at 5K on DraftKings. Um, it's pretty easy to stack this team. So I would expect them to get a lot of ownership. Right now, we actually don't have them projected for that much. If that doesn't change, then I'd be pretty confident that I'm getting to the Padres. Um, but, you know, like I said, the, the only real concern is Senzatella does have, he, he's just one of those pitchers that can be really frustrating to stack against because, before you know it, it's like the sixth inning and he's given up like two, two or three runs and, you know, no, no homers. And it's just frustrating, but um, obviously the Padres have so much power that if you're going to let them put the ball in play, that's, that's kind of all that you need. Um, as far as the other side goes, kind of interesting for me because Zach Davies, I think you and I talked about it on a podcast before, but Zach Davies has kind of always been a pitcher that is just mediocre. doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, mm -hmm. but he's, he's made some changes this year. He's throwing his change up a lot more to right-handed hitters. He's throwing it 43%, which is, it's always been his best pitch. And he didn't really throw it that much to righties, which is why the strikeout percentage, or at least in part is why the strikeout percentage was so low for him. Now he's throwing it to same handed hitters. He has a 22% swinging strike percentage on it. He's struck out 30% of righties so far. You're going to get probably a mostly left-handed lineup from the Rockies, but um, overall, just not a very good lineup. This is a team that, you know, year, year after year struggles outside of cores, and you don't really expect it to be any different. Now, Story, Blackman, Arenado are all good. Everyone else pretty much just either washed in Daniel Murphy's case or never really was. Um, so it's not a bad spot for Davies. $8,700 price tag on DraftKings is a little rich for me. Uh, I think that especially if ownership holds right now, I would rather just go to the 2% on Pablo Lopez than the 4% on Davies. But I do think Davies is someone that just won't get much ownership on this slate and, and does have some upside even at the elevated price tag. So someone that probably, if you're playing 150 lineups, um, you can be using to differentiate in your more popular stacks because he won't get ownership and does have a pretty good matchup here. You know, one of the things of when you look at what he's done in terms of strikeouts, it's pretty consistent this year, you know, five, six, seven strikeouts. I mean, that's that's kind of what you you know, like what you're going to get out of him. And obviously, the pods, bats, I mean, I, I think for me it's always, okay, you, you know how much you're going to have to pay up for Tatis and, and Machado. It's just who are the value bats in that lineup to, to team up with those guys? Yeah, it's, you know, you're obviously starting with Tatis and Machado. Um, Grisham would be nice to get to. He's relatively expensive. But Mitch Moreland at 3,800 probably will carry a lot of ownership here, which on one hand, it, it helps you get the stack in. On the other hand, if you stack this team and don't have Mitch Moreland, assuming he's batting cleanup, it's probably going to be a pretty contrarian version of the Padres stack, which is nice. But a really good value there. Uh, Myers and Cronenworth are both pretty inexpensive. Um, I would think that if Austin Nola is batting seventh at 4,900, he's kind of the guy that you could put in your lineup to be more contrarian because I don't know that people will pay up for a seven hitter there. Um, but, you know, Moreland looks like the obvious value and then you're looking at the Myers and Cronenworth to kind of balance out the salaries of Tatis and Machado. Yeah, if you uh, paid up for Nola last night, he got a home run, four RBIs. Uh, will Myers got two home runs last night if you went him. And he's 4,400 today on DK. So those are, you know, some of those bats that you look at. Um, you know, you, you mentioned about the, the 
the Rockies offense away from Coors, but is there anyone you like uh, in, in this lineup tonight? Maybe as a one-off? Not really. I mean, like obviously Trevor Story always comes with a lot of upside because of his power and his stolen base ability, but you're paying for it too. And there's just a lot of spots on the slate. You know, we kind of alluded to it when we talked about the lack of mid-range and cheap pitching. There's a lot of pitchers that you want to target on the slate. I'm not really sure that paying up for Colorado against Davies is a spot that I want to be doing it. Uh, obviously, the, the pitching matchup of the night is the Reds and the Cubs in Wrigley. U Darvish going for the Cubbies. 11500 on both DK and FanDuel. $60 on Yahoo. Trevor Bauer, 10900 on DK, 10800 on FanDuel, and $53 on Yahoo. Yeah, this is the reason why you're seeing so much ownership go to Texas and go to Miami because of how cheap those guys, the, those stacks are. If you put Darvish and Bauer in your DraftKings lineup, you have $3,450 to spend per position the rest of the lineup. So um, that, that's why you'll be getting so many Texas stacks because you can stack you know a team like that uh, and, and roster both of these pitchers who have both been you know excellent this year. Darvish, really since the second half of, of last season, he cut his walk rate significantly and that had been something that that really plagued him and that's carried over to this year where he's only walked 4.2 percent of hitters he has a 33 percent strikeout percentage 2.93 sierra 2.61 xfip everything's been great for darvish and you know now he's going up against the reds team that uh, has some power but also has some strikeouts in their lineup i think that darvish's salary is justified you know and he looks like a really good play like you know no question about it only a three implied run total for the reds 43 percent ownership coming into darvish and then on the other side you have about 39 percent ownership going to, to bauer at 600 less he actually leads the slate with a 35.9 percent strikeout percentage this year walk percentage is almost double of darvish but still not too high at 7.7 percent uh 3.33 xfip you know pretty Solid numbers across the board for Bauer, and then obviously a phenomenal strikeout percentage. Wind is expected to be blowing in at Wrigley as well, which also benefits both of these pitchers, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, any any amount of these two pitchers you can get to, I think, is is good. You just really want to be aware, as as always, of the roster construction of your lineup, the aggregate ownership. Like, if you're playing a large field tournament and your idea is to go Darvish, Bauer, and a Ranger stack, you're competing with thousands and thousands of other people that have virtually the same lineup uh you know in terms of um the bats in this game um are you are you targeting more cubs bats even though you know, I'm targeting any bats. yeah I, I wouldn't really be going to anything here like the wind blowing in is a big deal in wrigley you see it reflected with a six and a half uh total in this game right now both pitchers are really good you know like i, I think darvish this year has been better than bauer so if i had to target a team it would be the cubs but I'm just not really interested in either one. Uh, you know, and obviously the, the salary for both of these pitchers, they're one and two. Um, you know, the next pitcher is actually Tyrell Anderson when, when I look at our, our current ownership projections. Um, does it become an, uh, an ownership uh, on Darvish that starts to concern you? Not really, because I think that – so one thing um, I think it was Josh and I talked about on a show recently was when I'm looking at – at ownership, I don't just look at the raw number. Um, I, I look at it compared to what I think that it should be. So, you know, for example, you Darvish being 40%, I treat it differently than if, you know, Zach Davies were 40%, for example. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that his ownership should be high. You know, I don't know if I'll, I haven't run my numbers yet, so I don't know if I'll say that it should be 40%, but I think, you know, he should be the highest owned pitcher on the slate, most likely. Um, so I'm not going to really be devaluing him for being highly owned. I would rather 
in this case and really in most cases because there's so much more volatility in hitters than pitchers in baseball i would rather just be saying like okay i'm gonna not roster the really popular stacks with him and i'll you know take a little bit off my my projection by going to the third best stack that i can make um i i, I typically rather go that route because there's just not that many guys to pivot to and like even on this slate where you have bauer as an obvious pivot you have kershaw as a pivot at the top those guys are getting ownership too it's not a case where you have 40 percent going to darvish and like 10 percent going to bauer the the ownership is just getting to all of these guys so i'm not really concerned about his ownership in particular yeah i mean the way kershaw's pitching right now having him at the you know a 20 plus percent ownership that we currently have him at that's definitely a guy that, that i'm going to look at now i mentioned about some uh, bats I'm going to look at as, as a potential stack. And one of those teams is the Oakland A's uh, going up against the Astros, Luis Garcia, uh, who had not pitched above Class A before f- throwing four and a thirds in relief in his Major League debut on Friday. When I see that, and, and we've seen a couple of pitchers in, the, in this type of situation this year, I'm, I'm looking straight at those A's bats. Yeah, um, you know, obviously we see good um, Houston pitchers come up all the time, but I'm always willing to go to a, a team against, you know, a pitcher that doesn't have experience. You have a team like the A's that has so much power. Um, they're not too expensive either. Uh, the most expensive hitter in the lineup is Mark Connor at 4,900. Then you have uh, Olsen at 4,800. So they're another team that you can stack relatively easily. Um, not having Matt Chapman obviously waters down the lineup a little bit. It, so it, it's not as good a stack as, as normal, but Right now, we have them with the sixth highest top stack percentage. We have their aggregate ownership coming in below that. If that holds, I, I do like getting to Oakland. Uh, in terms of the Astros bats, anything you'd like here? Um, George Springer's price at 4200 is cheaper than it should be. I do think Jesus Lazardo is a, a solid pitcher. Not really looking to go to him here because of the tough matchup against Houston, but um, we, we have Houston with the sixth lowest top stack percentage. They're not getting much ownership either. And, and any time that you can get to Houston at low ownership, it does carry some appeal, especially in larger tournaments where, uh, you know, obviously you need higher scores to win. But they're, they're not really standing out to me right now just because I do think Lazardo is pretty decent and there are so many pitchers on the slate that I do actually want to take hitters against. Uh, of course, if you want to get access to all of our premium content and tools over Osmo.com, sign up for an Osmo Plus MLB weekly pass for $15.95. Gives, gives you access to ownership projections, player projections, the top pitchers tool, and so much more. Sign up today at Osmo.com forward slash join for MLB weekly pass for $15.95. Uh, you, you mentioned about uh, Springer's price tag. Is there a value bat in this lineup that – uh, you know, you look at, you know, maybe is it a, a Guriel at, at 3,500? Not really. I, I'm just not that interested in this team. You know, Guriel obviously is cheap, but then, you know, you think about other first base options and, you know, it, two games ago, we were talking about Mitch Moreland at 3,800 for, for the Padres. Yeah, I just don't really think that the value is going to be that tough to find today um, to where I need to prioritize Guriel or, or anyone from Houston. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone asked about the, the Oakland stack and just kind of looking at, at our ownership shares of, of stacks. I mean, look, is you know, there's three teams that are overwhelmingly above everyone else, you know, and that and by the way, that is a free uh, feature today over at Osmo.com. You know, that being the Rangers, the A's and the Dodgers, if you want to go anywhere else, it's going to be good ownership for you. Yeah, exactly. And and that makes slates fun for tournaments, you know, especially on days like today. It's not like 
there's a million good pitchers going and these are the only three teams in good spots. You know, yeah, they are all in good spots. The Dodgers look great against Clark. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the value on Texas. We talked about um, the the value on the, the Angels, you know, being in a good spot against Cody, but there's tons of good spots you can get to. So uh, I do think it makes for a fun tournament slate. Mentioned about the Dodgers are going up against the Dimebacks. Kershaw going for the Dodgers. Taylor Clark going for the D-backs. Taylor Clark, the lowest price pitcher on DK at $5,300, $6,400 on FanDuel. He's $30 on Yahoo on the other side. Clayton Kershaw, $10,500 on DK, $11,000 on FanDuel, $57 on Yahoo. I feel like if someone's going to fade Darvish and Bauer, Kershaw is the, the clear guy they're going to. Yeah, I would expect so. Um, otherwise, you're, you're just kind of going to two mid-range pitchers, which is fine, you know, depending on, on your roster construction. But uh, Kershaw has been really good this year. You know, there were some concerns a year or two ago about him really dropping off. And, and he's not the same pitcher that he was at, at his peak, but he's still pretty damn close. He, he's got a 30.5% strikeout percentage this year, 4.5% walk percentage, which puts him right there with Darvish. Uh, 2.61 x fifth, the exact same as Darvish, actually. Um, he has been touched up for 1.25 home runs per nine innings so far. Uh, you know, obviously a, a little bit of a concern. If you look at his expected power, his expected ISO versus his actual um, 150 expected ISO to righties this year, 138 actual, 280 expected ISO to lefties, 212 actual. So doesn't seem like he's really gotten unlucky in that department. So uh, that, that would be, you know, at least somewhat of a concern. And the Diamondbacks, are a team that has some, some solid right-handed power in their lineup, but overall, you know, it, it is a good spot. You're getting a discount. He's a thousand dollars less than, than Darvish. He's $400 less than Bauer. I would rank him third among those pitchers just because they do have better strikeout stuff. Uh, and I think that the matchup's a little bit better for Darvish as well, but you know, certainly no, no issue if I end up with Kershaw because I need a few extra hundred dollars. Yeah, when you look at the uh, the betting line on this one, the Dodgers are by far the biggest favorite tonight. Minus two seventy eight is you can check that out over at Odd Shopper uh, right there at the top of awesomeo.com. You see the click link, you can see all the lines that are right there. Um, you know, Dodgers are always going to be a popcorn team. You know, and and you look in a top stack tool, they're they're going to be one of the most popcorn stack tools as well. You know, my my thing with always the Dodgers and and there's a couple of teams that are kind of in this situation is just. Because their bats are so highly priced, what are their value bats I can find in their lineup to put in that four, five-man type stack? Yeah, I mean, with the thing with the Dodgers is that most of their hitters are going to be expensive, but also pretty much anyone in their lineup that is inexpensive still is going to have power because everybody in this lineup basically has power. So one thing that will happen a lot is you're going to get stacks that have Austin Barnes. Um on one hand, it's fine because, you know, Barnes is okay for a catcher and, and all that, but you do kind of want to just be aware of the, the individual ownership too, not just the, the top stack or not just the stack ownership, because if a large percentage of Dodger stacks are using Austin Barnes for that value, then there's merit to being contrarian and, and avoiding Barnes, avoiding the value bat that is one of the worst hitters in the lineup, and then just find the value elsewhere from, from other teams. So that is something you want to pay attention to, but um, as far as the the overall stack goes, you know, we, we have them with the third highest ownership percentage, but they're different than the other teams that we had talked about so far that have a lot of ownership because we still have them with a higher top stack percentage than aggregate ownership. We have the Dodgers with the, the highest top stack percentage on the slate. Um, one thing I do always point out is that 
there there comes there's a point where even if the um, top stack probability is higher than the ownership probability, the ownership number can still just get so high that you kind of end up avoiding it. Right now, the Dodgers are at eleven and a half percent. I don't think that's too concerning, but it is something to pay attention to. Like if if that gets up to fifteen twenty percent, do you really want to be competing with fifteen percent of the field if, if you're you know one out of eighteen stack is the highest scoring? So um, it's it's still something to keep in mind there. But obviously, a good spot for the Dodgers because of the expensive pitching on the slate. It should keep their aggregate ownership somewhat in check at least. Um, you also have Bellinger at sixty two hundred. You have Betts at six k. So of those Dodger stacks, you're going to have a lot that are kind of weaker versions of the Dodgers because they want good pitching in some Dodgers bats. So one way you can kind of combat that and still get to the Dodgers is to pass off some pitching, make sure you get bats and Bellinger in your lineup and, you know, maybe Muncie at 5,800 too. And then you're, you're competing against maybe a smaller percentage of those Dodgers stacks. In, in terms of uh, questions we got there over on YouTube, uh, you know, Chadwick mentioned about the bottom of the Dodgers stack, which yes, if you're looking for, you know, value, you know, roster, construction that's way look at and uh you know mike had said that uh, edwin rios looks good for the dodgers question is will he be in the lineup yeah i mean he's he's projected in the lineup right now um, would look like a pretty solid value but again you kind of run into that same that same issue where um you know if everyone's using the same values like since you can only you can only obviously roster four or five depending on the site hitters from the same team the opportunity cost of using value from the dodgers in your stack is actually pretty high because it means you're not getting to one of these really good hitters at the top or, or in the middle so and then you combine that with a lot of people when they just optimize dodger stacks you're going to get one or two of the, the cheap bats in the lineup there's kind of more upside and a way to be contrarian by not using the Dodgers value, getting five good Dodgers hitters and then finding value from other teams. Uh, our final game of the night is going to be the Giants and the Mariners. I know if you listen to Emac, he'll tell you how much he loves Oracle Park. Uh, you know, so, you know, we, we and you have kind of talked about, uh, you know, with with the fences being in and, and kind of how that's uh, affected what we've seen there at, at Oracle Park. But what's your thoughts on uh, the batting side of this game? I'm somewhat interested in the Giants bats. Uh, they do come in with a 4.9 implied run total. Nick Margevich's has actually been pretty solid this year. 22.5% strikeout percentage against righties, 23.3% against lefties. Um, comes in, he's allowed 1.4 home runs per nine, which is obviously high. Low walk percentage, though, um, 4.02 exit, 4.05 Sierra. So uh, he's actually been pretty decent. He's a pitcher that I thought was really bad a couple of years ago. Um, seems like he has improved. And most of the hitters that you like from the Giants are left-handed. Um, Jastrzemski, Belt, obviously, are, are both from the left side. And Dickerson is as well. Um, so, some guys on the Giants banged up, too. So you'll probably get a watered-down lineup. I think that'll kind of drive my interest in them down. If I were to go to, to bats, I'm more interested in the Giants side. Uh, you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier about the salary of Tyrell Anderson, six seven hundred. So maybe if you're looking to construct a lineup where maybe you want to, you know, really just save on pitching and, and go with high bats, maybe you team up Anderson with Dane Dooney. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me how much ownership Anderson's getting right now. Um, he's getting thirty two and a half percent. He's the third highest projected pitcher on the slate. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Um, it's an okay matchup against Seattle, but they do have some solid right-handed bats here. Anderson hasn't done anything this year that's really made me, you know, look at him differently. He was someone that with the Rockies I actually thought was pretty decent, had some decent stuff, and it just sucked that he pitched in cores. This year, though, um, he's only struck out 16% of righties, 12% of lefties. He's 
not been very good. You know, he's walking 9% of hitters. He's allowed over a home run per nine, XFIPs over six. Like there, there's nothing you look at with Tyler Anderson that makes me think he's really good. It's just that he's cheap and he's in a, a decent matchup and he's pitching in San Francisco. Um, but with as much ownership as he's getting, like I would just much rather get Dane Dunning for half the, the salary and I would much rather get uh, Jorge Lopez, or sorry, for half the ownership. And I'd rather get Jorge Lopez at 2% or you know, $900 more. Yeah, no. Um, we were mentioning about stacks, and, and Alex asked this question. He'd like to get your thoughts on it. Is, uh, do you like going five-man stacks or just limit it to four per team? Um, I prefer five-man stacks. Um, by the way, if you do have any questions here, we'll be here for another couple of minutes. Uh, be sure to line those up right now there in YouTube. We will get to you. Um, you know, in terms of uh, do you have a favorite stack tonight looking at all these games? Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot comes down to ownership. You know, the Dodgers do look really good. But uh, right now the White Sox really stand out because they have a very similar top stack percentage to the Dodgers, but they're getting basically half the ownership because of how expensive they are. Um, so the White Sox look really good. I think the Mets, if their ownership holds how it is, are going to be a stack that I really like because they're affordable. They'll let you get good pitching and they have a lot of power upside against Jorge Lopez. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned, I think that ownership might come up, but if it doesn't, then they'll look really good to me as well. Um, you know, someone mentioned about the giants, they have been hot uh, of late. I mean, obviously there, there's definitely that they're, they're a team that has always kind of been, you know, a sneaky bill, especially if you're looking, you know, if you just like to have some, some late night people in your lineup to, you know, kind of you know, maybe be a little contrarian against other people. Yeah, I think that, um, that that's why I like the White Sox so much. You know, it is a, a team that will be contrarian, at least based on the ownership right now. And it lets me get to the more popular pitchers that, that look good. Whereas, you know, if you're going to a team that has a lot of ownership like Texas, you're going to want to be contrarian somewhere else. And the entire reason you're going to a team like Texas is so that you can roster the, the best pitchers. Um, so I, I think that going to a, a more contrarian team like the White Sox um, or, you know, potentially like the Mets, at least the way it looks right now, um, is, you know, carries a lot of the appeal. Uh, Raymond says, who's the value pitcher option tonight? Had uh, Sanchez last night need something like that tonight. Sanchez, six strikeouts, no, no runs uh, for the Marlins last night. Um, you know, I don't, I guess, I guess the question is, what do you consider value? Or is your value someone under 7K? Is your value someone under 8K? Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no, I don't even know what Sanchez's price was last night, but there, there's nobody down at the bottom that stands out to me. But, you know, as far as guys that I plan, that as of right now, I would plan on using to get to more expensive bats, it's uh, Donning and Lopez. Yeah, Sanchez last night on DK was 6,200, but he was 9,000 on FanDuel. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah no, nobody quite that cheap, but I mean, Donning at 6,500 is, is fine. Yeah, I mentioned, I mean, when I look at everything under Dunning, there's just nothing that sticks out to me. Yeah, same here. You know, there's just nothing that, that sticks there uh, for me. You know, um, you know, you mentioned about Pablo Lopez for the Marlins. Maybe somebody to go in, into there. Um, you know, no interest in Tommy Malone. I, I just don't like that pricing at all. Um, you know, maybe if you want to take a chance, maybe more on Yahoo than anywhere else as, as an SP2 option. Um, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably have a lot of Kershaw and Darvish. Yeah. Same, same for me. I'll get to Bauer too. Um, Bauer is just kind of a pitcher that I've, I've always loved. And he, like I said, he does come in with the highest strikeout percentage on the slate. The walks are just a little bit of an issue for him, but, um, you know, yeah, 
it, it's definitely a spot to pay attention to the ownership there. You know, right now we have Darvish and Bauer at about the same ownership projection. If that's the case, then you just prefer Darvish because he projects a little bit higher. But if that starts to shift, like if, if Bauer drops to like 30% and Darvish gets to 50, you, you start to get to that point where uh, you get a little bit of leverage at, uh, just by, by going to Bauer instead. Yeah, just looking at ownership on, on DK as we sit here now, uh, the guy that you mentioned is right up there of uh, Senso Chu uh, at nearly 30%. Yeah, it's a $2,600 price tag for him, obviously. Uh, going to come with a lot of ownership. I would expect Gallo to be really high as well for that reason. Your good, your good old buddy Justin Upton's up there as well at 2600 Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, but of course, uh, you know, we got a ton of coverage for you here today on awesome.com. We got the NFL show, which is coming up next. Also, we got NBA live before lock, MLB live before lock. Anything else you want to mention, Adam, before we get out of here? Uh, no, that's about it. I'll be back at some time for some show. I don't really remember which one. Um, I'll be back with Lofty at 5 30 for the NBA live before lock show. Yeah, I'll be back uh, tomorrow for Emma, MMA uh, Strategy Show. That'll be at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, so we'll get you ready for Saturday's MMA slate. Hopefully it's not a seven-card slate like last Saturday because that uh, that definitely made rosters constructed very hard. But, of course, be sure to check out that flash sale that we have going on right now over at awesomeo.com. It's your last chance flash sale going on right now. Head to awesomeo.com's join page and use the promo code ODELL at checkout to redeem a $3 weekly NFL pass. That's over 80% off the original price. You don't want to miss this chance to get access to Osmo's leading player projections, ownership projections, and the lineup builder for this week's NFL DFS sign up now. So that is going to do it for this edition of MLB Strategy Show right here on awesome.com.